the government has gone full woke, more lies about where police departments started, and terrible ideas on what to replace it with, and Biden mumbles about taxes, vaxes, and everything in between. Today, Eric's America. Good. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my Hello, welcome back. Happy Friday. It's good to be Friday. It really is. Um, Boy, it's been an interesting week, I guess. Not a hell of a lot of news going on. A few things, a few things going on. Check out. Um, You know, we're all pretty tired of hearing how bad schools and universities and everything else about how woke everything is. And I guess the last part of that is the fact that now the federal government has gone full, full woke. It is absolutely stunning how quickly it's happened and how they don't even care. I mean, it's it's not like they're hiding it or it's some secret. They're just making ads. They're just making full recruitment ads that are just about as nuts as they can get. Um, I have the full CIA ad that is just (laughs) mind-blowing. It's really incredible. Um, The other part is uh, this uh, Zoom call with the Department of the Interior. And you wonder, what in the world? Why would they be woke? And I, I really can't answer other than, well, that's what you get now. I mean, if these people go to a university to get a degree, then they get indoctrinated. That's just the way it is. And uh, with the ease that these these people, and you'll listen to it here in just a minute, with the ease of what these people uh, just, you know, goes right off the cuff, you can tell that they have been indoctrinated for a very long time. Here's the uh, Zoom call from the Woke Department of the Interior. Check this out. My name is Laura Daniel Davis. And I recognize that I live and work within the ancestral lands of the Anacostians in the Anacostia and Potomac River watersheds. I acknowledge the place-based knowledge of these peoples, and I'm grateful for their ancestral and current stewardship of these lands. My pronouns are she, her. My pronouns are she and her. And I recognize that I live and work within the ancestral lands of the Cheyenne and Ute people. My name is Amanda Lefton. My pronouns are she, her, and I am the director of the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management. I recognize that I live and work within the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and Mohican peoples. The Haudenosaunee. All right. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, my pronouns are, I mean, come on, what does any of that have to do? In fact, if you, uh, remember, we talked about who was coming into the department of the interior and all they're really worried about is seizing a whole bunch of land so they can put up a whole bunch of windmills and solar panels, um, to, you know, fix the earth apparently. Um, it's, it's almost unbearable. How the hell do they get anything done? I mean, it's like, well, here, let's talk about something, but you know, you're going to have to wait an hour while we go through all of our pronouns and all of our other, uh, double speak garbage that we have to spit out. I mean, it's just really, really incredible. And there's so many lies and so many, um, 
things that are just left out and not taught. And I wasn't taught many of these things. I had to later on as an adult read about them and learn about them. And uh, one that is very interesting is um, in uh, response to the 1619 project about how America was built entirely by slaves and founded on slavery, which is absolutely just fantasy garbage. Um, anything that would have been built by the slaves would have been, you know, in the Democrat slave South. And uh, pretty sure most of that got burnt. Um, remember, this guy Sherman was really, uh, you know, quite a quite a pyro on his way to the ocean. Uh, I might want to read about that. Sherman's march to the sea. He was uh, uh, quite the uh, quite the pyro. Liked to burn shit a lot. He was uh, very big on that. Um, but anything that would have been there, obviously, would be gone. And uh, unfortunately. Um, not a lot was left of anything by the time that was <laughs> all things were said and done, unfortunately. But another thing that they don't mention is the fact that slavery was actually here uh, before uh, any, you know, colonist arrived because apparently it was practice of many of the Indian tribes when they would conquer another tribe, they would just enslave the people of that tribe and they would be their servants and slaves. Uh the problem with the whole uh, argument about slavery is they seem to have just a weird, weird memory gap. It's a very, very odd memory gap in the whole thing that slavery had been going on since, I mean, pretty much as far back as anybody can go in human history. It was a practice. Uh, but the United States is very different. It is very unique in the fact that we fought the bloodiest war in our history as a civil war to end it. No one else did that, period. Nowhere else on the planet. Places ended it. It kind of went quietly in the night. They stopped doing it. No one actually fought a war and tore a country apart for it. We did that. Only place. And people stood up and said, no, this is wrong. This isn't the way things should go. So it is really strange. They leave out the fact that many of the Indian tribes had then taken African slaves once the slave trade came to the U.S. And the fact that uh, the United States is actually, if you look at where all the uh, African slaves were then uh, sent and sold around the world, uh, the United States is not exactly the number one destination by far. When I say by far, we're talking not even close. Um, should really, really should, you know, look into these things that, that will really change your perspective and change your perspective about a lot of the uh, things you hear. I mean, basically we're all taught that, well, you know, everything in the U S was fine. You know, all the uh, tribes were just uh, sitting around campfires, smoking pipes, singing uh, songs and having rituals. And they all just were in a loving communal existence. And then the colonists showed up and it all went to hell. And that is absolute fantasy garbage. Um, there were wars waged, uh, a lot of killing, enslavement of people, conquering, you know, the same thing that all human species have done all over the world for the existence of humanity. So, um, yeah, it was a little different. I don't excuse uh, the treaties and all the things that were done by the U.S. government then. I don't. Um, just saying. Uh, it's not. It's not black and white, so people should really look into it. Anyway, uh, 
that's not the worst of it. If you think that's the worst of the crazy, wokest garbage in the U.S. government, not even close. Not even a little bit. Here is the full CIA ad. We'll have lots to talk about. New CIA ad. Get ready for your new spy agency. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated. Hold on a second. She's not tragically colored, which sounds terribly racist, really. Um, just want to let you know, um, this lady is Latina. Hmm. That's weird. Not exactly what is normally referred to as a colored person. In fact, we don't refer to anybody as a colored person anymore. I believe that died, um, I don't know, about 30 years before I was born. But anyway, we'll continue. So beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English, while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Whoa, hold on. Hold on, we were doing great. I'm not really sure what most of those skills help you out with in the CIA. I mean, hunting down terrorists and uh, plots against the U.S., not really sure it requires changing diapers, except maybe maybe Biden. They may need to change his diapers, so that may come in handy. Uh, other than that, I'm not really sure what any of this has to do. And we really want people that are diagnosed with mental illness? I'm not really sure that's a requirement. I've never seen that. I've never applied for any job where they're like, you sure you don't have a mental illness? That really helps. It really helps us get you in the door. I've never even heard of this. It continues. It gets worse. I find it very odd. Seems like we're checking a lot of boxes, right? I'm a cisgendered millennial woman of color. Huh, that sounds weird. I'll continue to see what she has to say. I am intersectional, but oh. my existence is not a box-checking exercise. Sure sounds I am like a it. walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences. Oh, her inflection doesn't rise at the end of her sentences. So, in other words, she's not AOC. She's not Sandy from uh, Westchester. She doesn't let her voice rise at the end. You know, like, okay, gotcha. We're all covered. CIA is in great hands. Suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. Hold on. Imposter syndrome? The hell are you talking about? Someone should educate me on what imposter syndrome is. I mean, are you thinking you're not really who you are? Or 
What the hell are you talking about? And again, you are trying to keep America safe? Who are you? What the hell is going on? I, I can't. Okay, we've finished the ad. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and... Wow. Her parents left everything they had to find better opportunities. Where did they go, exactly? That's weird. Seems like they came to America. This horrible place where you get imposter syndrome and generalized anxiety disorder about being a person of color. Well, that's weird. How did you get all those opportunities if all those things are wrong with you? Huh. No answer. Well, maybe you could ask uh, John Brennan, who uh, you like to pose with pictures. And why the hell are you walking around the CIA? And and you can watch the ad. And you can see she's got the uh, uh, a T-shirt on that uh, has some sort of emblem. I'm guessing her name is Mia because that's what it says on her shirt. Uh, and a communist fist. <laughs> oh, man. If that doesn't terrify you, I don't know what will. I really don't know what else would terrify you any more than that. That is terrifying. So I'm really wondering how this works. Now, if according to John Brennan, who was the uh, director of the CIA, I'm sure they've upgraded him with a cisgendered millennial Latina who uh, has imposter syndrome, anxiety disorder, and doesn't worry about occupying the space she's occupying no idea what any of the shit that means, but hey, um, good for you be, for being able to spit it out without stumbling and laughing through it because I couldn't. Um, according to him, it seems like this is the biggest problem. Looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of a country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious, ex religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. Even libertarians. Uh, that's really weird. We've got Nazis and white supremacists and libertarians. Really weird. I don't know why they'd be dealing with libertarians. Um, there's just one problem. How is the cisgendered millennial with imposter syndrome and anxiety disorder going to move effortlessly into this group to infiltrate it and bring us back any information? It's a question. I Seriously. I don't think you can blend well. I mean, I don't know about you. I can use a little common sense and say that uh, a uh, Latina woman uh, wearing her uh, communist fist T-shirt uh, and talking about her generalized anxiety disorder is probably not going to be welcome at the Klan rally. Probably not going to just effortlessly move into these groups to be able to infiltrate them and understand any of it. You know, 
I mean, considering that what John Brennan just said is a load of garbage, um, you know, pretty sure that's not the case. Really not sure what any of this has to do with keeping us safe in any way. I mean, it's just, it makes your head hurt. It really does. I don't get any of it. And why why this ad is out there, uh, I mean, other than it being a box checking exercise, uh, which apparently it is, it just really is terrifying. Like that lady probably, I mean, obviously from her tirade that she went through, that's now apparently a uh, ad to join the CIA. Seems like she might have an ax or two to grind. Do you think really she'll be going after, I don't know, let's say uh middle Eastern terrorists that want to, uh, come to America and blow things up. You think she's going to be really uh, intent on finding, I don't know, Antifa or BLM terrorists that want to burn down buildings and have violent riots? Pretty sure not. Pretty sure what she's going to be looking for, and Brennan came right out and said it, libertarians, conservatives, you know, people that want to talk about freedom and liberty and want to live their lives and, you know, have guns and, and raise their family. Those are the real people they're looking for. They really want to infiltrate those people. Again, don't think this lady is going to uh, be able to fit into those groups seamlessly while wearing her communist fist t-shirt and talking about how she's a cisgendered millennial who can change a diaper with one hand and console a child with the other, leap small buildings with a single bound and whatever the hell else she's going to do oh and I forgot imposter syndrome whatever the hell are you talking about I just I I do not know that is where we have gone completely off the cliff I mean just it seems like this whole administration is just you know geriatric white knuckling holding on to the steering while they drive off a cliff. That is where that is where I believe we are headed. I'm telling you. I don't know how you recover from that. How do you get anything done? I mean, they're too busy like giving a interview about themselves and all their labels. I mean, how the hell would they ever get anything done? Jesus, can you imagine those ads? I mean, those uh conference calls? You'd never get anything done. You'd spend the first two hours just everybody going through all their pronouns and their declarations and their, you know, occupying their space and all this bunch of garbage. How about you shut up about all that and do your job? Can you imagine showing up at your job and being like, well, let me tell you all about myself. I got 50 boxes I need to check before I can even tell you how I can do my job. They would just kick your ass out the door. Hey, listen, you know, we got to work here, man. We, we ain't got time for all that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And uh, unfortunately, the problem is it starts at the top. It really does. Because when you can't speak, much less make sense of anything uh, that you're trying to convey, um, I just don't think you're in control enough of your faculties to even know what the hell's going on. Uh, that's what we got this week uh, with Biden talking about taxes and then the vaccine. Uh, I, I I would tell you, uh, that's all I got out of it. I have no idea what the hell he was talking about with half of it because none of it is even real words. It's just mumbled garbage. We'll check that out. 
The last thing Americans with around with the amount of wealth <laughs> needs is another tax break. We need to make a choice to eliminate the loophole. Okay. Only the gains above for people, only the gains above people making $2 million a year. Or a couple. A rate of capital gains rate for people making more than a million dollars a year, which, by the way, would affect three-tenths of 1% of all taxpayers. Three-tenths of 1% of the top 1%. Positive. I mean, what the hell did he just say? I I have no idea. Listen to the first part of this again. It makes no sense. The last thing Americans with around with the amount of wealth <laughs> needs is another tax break. Need around tax break. Okay, whatever the hell you just said. Nobody knows what the hell you just said. No one does. Oh man. Um, and apparently now I thought it was, nobody was going to get taxed. I mean, you said last week, nobody was going to have to pay tax if they made less than $400,000. Now it's uh, well, we're just going to up the tax on people making over a million dollars and it's only going to affect, what was that? Yeah, let's listen to it again. We have no idea. No to clue. We need to make a choice and eliminate the loophole. Okay. Uh -huh. Only the gains above for people, only the gains above people making $2 million a year. Uh, only the gains uh -huh. above people. A couple. Yeah. A rate of capital gains rate for people making more than a million dollars a year, which, by the way, would affect three-tenths of 1% of all taxpayers. Three-tenths uh -huh. three of 1%. Three-tenths of 1% of the top 1%. Wait a second. Three-tenths, you're saying only the upper 1% pay taxes? or three-tenths of one percent of all taxpayers because then you changed it and said it was three-tenths of one percent well obviously three-tenths is only three-tenths of one percent i just got a migraine listening to whatever the hell he said and i can't even mimic it usually i do a pretty good job i can't mimic that i i don't know how to mush mouth enough to do it I, how the hell is anybody supposed to know what the hell he's talking about? They don't. He doesn't. No one does. Uh, apparently he met with uh, Jimmy Carter and his wife this last week. It's a pretty good pretty good meeting, though. Pretty good meeting because um, I think that's the only other person, only other president that has been able to totally destroy an economy and put America into the worst position uh, until now. And, uh, you know, maybe a good guy to consult with because that's why everyone hated Jimmy Carter. In fact, uh, I don't think Clinton or Obama would even meet with the guy. Uh, I mean, he was a pariah because of, you know, the absolute feckless garbage of an administration he was that uh, damn near destroyed America. So, uh, yeah, um, they went down and uh, met with him so you know that's pretty good he was the last person to really 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 have america in a major like a huge depression and there were gas lines you had to wait and for hours and hours to fill up your car and you had like odd and even days i believe it was if your license plate number ended in an even number you go these days odd numbers you go that day and get to wait in line to get gas and uh we had the first what they call it stagflation where uh, the prices of things had went up so much that nobody could buy them, but they, they did have money, but they just weren't spending it because it wouldn't buy them anything. It was uh, really just really screwed up time. Uh, you know, unemployment was through the roof. It was a terrible time. And uh, that was, uh, you know, 
in the 70s. And uh, looks like things might be headed that way for different reasons, but headed that direction with, I mean, obviously inflation's already hitting. Everybody's paying more for stuff. And it's, you know, people can't even, you know, get employees. Why? Because they make more on unemployment than going to work. So why would you go to work? A lot of people just say, why would I go to work? Go to work and lose money and stay home and collect my checks. Um, the problem is people aren't buying as much because they're afraid of what's going to happen next. So they're holding on to it. So it's really strange, really strange. But then uh, he went on to talk about vaccines, of course. Of course, he mumbles right on through that, too. Information out there, but there's one fact I want every American to know. People who are not fully vaccinated can still die every day from COVID-19. This is your choice. It's life and death. Okay. Need you to know that people out there that are not fully vaccinated can still die every day of COVID-19. Well, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You also could get hit by a car. You could uh, fall and hit your head in the bathtub and die. You could, uh, I don't know, get bad sushi and die. You could, there's lots of things you could do every day uh, that you could die from. Because um, most of the people that aren't fully vaccinated are young, healthy people. And uh, they're not dying in droves from COVID-19 anyway. So, you know. That may be, uh, maybe a sign, maybe a sign. These people are going nuts, and I don't even understand it. They're, they're pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. Even people like myself, I've already had it. I've recovered. I have T cell immunity. I'm good. In fact, according to the science that I've been able to find on it, um, if you've had it and recovered, you are better immune than being fully vaccinated. So why should I get vaccinated? That seems a little stupid and redundant. Uh, we've never done that. We've never ever. Did you see anybody that uh, going back and being like, well, I recovered from polio fully and got all my stuff back. So now I'm immune to it. I'm going to go get the polio vaccine. <laughs> no. Why? Why would you? You had it and recovered. You're good. Your body now knows how to fight it. And it'll keep that memory. Isn't that cool? That's one of the most amazing things about the human body. And there's tons of amazing things about it. But that is one of the most amazing things. It stores it. It has a memory. So I don't really get it. But yeah, that's uh, the whole, the pressure on the vaccine is just, you know, if it worked really well and it, you know, was so effective and so safe and all that, they wouldn't have to pressure people so bad to get it. It would just be like, hey, we've got it now. Everybody run and get it. And they would. It's just when people start telling you you have to and they're selling it so hard that people go, why are you selling so hard? You know, you know, that's what happens. People are used to this, too. You know, they've went to, uh, you know, car lots before and had, you know, some guy just like pressuring and pressuring or, you know, walk through a mall somewhere. People don't do that anymore. I don't believe I don't think people actually go to malls anymore. But, you know, when they did, you'd have the guys in the middle. In the little kiosk trying to sell stuff and they would just, you know, bug the shit out of you and nobody would buy their stuff half the time because why you're pressuring me, you're bothering me, go away. And it's the same concept. I mean, it is, it's the same concept. I mean, why are you selling so hard? If it was so great, we, you wouldn't have to sell that hard. So, you know, it's, it, it all comes from the same, the same, same stupid place and they just can't stop. 
They just can't stop. And then uh, apparently they freak out uh, when anybody talks about, you know, just normal, normal, regular ideas about the vaccine. Joe Rogan uh, had made the comment on his podcast, who's the largest podcast and most popular, I guess. And uh, he said, well, you know, hey, if you're old or you're sick or you have problems, I say get the vaccine. But if you're young and healthy, I don't see why you'd get it. And uh, which seems normal. That's that's a normal, regular, honest take on it. Everybody can say, yeah, it seems like what we feel. You know, that's pretty normal, common sense approach to it. And uh, but people, people could not handle it. They went completely nuts. The media freaked out. We know the anti-vaxxer conspiracy theories have been proliferating online, but it doesn't help it when people with major platforms feed that beast, like Spotify's $100 million man, Joe Rogan. Dr. Fauci, before I let you go, I do want you to weigh in on Joe Rogan. How frustrating is it for you um, for this misinformation to continue to spread about COVID-19, especially when there are folks still out there saying it's a hoax? It's disappointing. Joe Rogan is a hugely influential person with a massive audience. It's mystifying why he would give people such bad information that puts them in harm's way. Joe Rogan, who is one of the world's highest paid and most popular. I mean, it just goes on and on. Uh, They lost their mind. And and people really wonder. That turns people off. Just to let you know, uh, you just probably canceled i don't know thousands of people's appointments that were like yeah maybe i'll go get it and then they saw all that backlash about you know talk, calling somebody crazy and ridiculous for using you know saying something that's common sense and they're like no no i'm not gonna get it now i might have been i might have gotten it but uh now that you've completely went off the deep end and it seems really fishy i'm not gonna do it why do people feel this way well they feel this way because there is no trust anymore there's no trust in i mean I guess there's never been a huge trust in the government. I've never had a held a you know strong trust in the government. Maybe because of where I grew up and and how I grew up. Uh, I know a lot of people that grow up in rural America, especially in like the Appalachia area, in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, a lot of really really poor people that know the government is just out to screw them, and. Uh, you know, you grow up with this really healthy distrust of, you know, of government. And uh, then, you know, we've all started to, uh, especially in the last, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years, especially, really saw the hyper-biased, absolute garbage that's put out by media. And you really start to go, wait a second, I don't believe any of this. None of it. And that's the problem. That's the crisis that's really really hit the U.S. is the fact that we don't trust anything, period. And the reason you don't is because you have idiots like Fauci who change their tune every other day. And then you have uh, scientists and doctors who say, wait, none of this is right. Wait a second. None of this is, uh, you know, conforms to the science. And instead of airing those things and, and having a true like discussion about it or exploring it, all the media goes, oh, we need to cancel all those people, rip them down, put them away, you know, make sure they don't talk anymore. And that's when people go, yeah, now I don't believe you. I don't believe a single word you say. Stop talking. And um, and we've seen it. We've seen it. All these uh, big channels, all these big networks, all that, their, their ratings are tanking because nobody's listening to them anymore. 
Um, we don't trust them. We don't trust the word they say. We're not going to follow what they say. And that is very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Because if something truly, uh, truly, truly dangerous. And when I say truly dangerous, if there was something like an Ebola or something to that magnitude, um, there would be no way to save most people because they're not going to listen to any of these people anymore. They have no trust in any of it whatsoever. And uh, that's a very dangerous situation to be in. That is a very dangerous situation. So their idea of how to fix it instead of actually being honest and starting to be honest and, and really put the truth out there, their idea is to just uh, shut everyone up that says anything that doesn't agree with their party talking points, which is just bizarre. It is really, really terrifying. Uh, to think what road we're headed down with all this. And it's it's really crazy. Here's some more uh, idiots shilling for vaxes. Oh, but you read something on Facebook? Your friend from high school who sells jewelry, she posted it? The one who's 53 and still builds dollhouses? <laughs> you heard what? On whose podcast? Is he a doctor? No? Scientist? No? Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut the up. The gabella's right here, by the way. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Roll the up and get the vaccine. And tell your friend on Facebook to stick to jewelry. Now, this was supposed to be a comedy skit. Now, why would anyone think that that's going to... Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be an ad, I guess. I, I I don't get it. Why why would you be talking to people that way? I mean, that's true like crazy elitism or or something. I just call it absolute retardedness because it's absolutely retarded. Be right back in just a minute. Have you heard words that phrases you don't understand or don't know the meaning of? Well, here's your answer. It's the new leftist to English dictionary from Eric Core. We help you make sense of words and phrases or let you know they have no meaning. Have you ever heard things like this? Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad and kept care. And not have any idea what it means? Well, you're not alone. We don't either. Well, that's why we created the book. To let you know you're not alone and not knowing what something means. It happens all the time. Many words and phrases that leftists say, we have no idea what they mean, or maybe we do. That's why you have to buy the Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Core. We'll help you out anytime you hear interesting phrases like, a whole of government approach really means they just want to rob you blind and pay their friends and donors and help them get rich. It's a resource that is invaluable and will help every responsible family in these trying times. The Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Core. Buy today. Save tomorrow. Eric Core is not responsible for any side effects from this product. That includes depression, anxiety, uncontrollable laughter or crying, anger, head injuries, or any unapproved use of this product or its definitions. The Leftist to English Dictionary. Buy it today. You'll thank us tomorrow. All right. And I'm back. Yeah, I, I just that one really blew my mind. It was just so, uh, man, 
so in your face, so uh, condescending, uh, so full of shit. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you would get from, um, it's like the vulgar version of some kind of crap you would get from China. And uh, if you uh, haven't seen some of that stuff, uh, you can find it like TikTok and stuff like that. They go and they basically uh, grab people that are in concentration camps and shit. And basically it's, for all intents and purposes, it's at gunpoint. You know, basically they know if they don't say what they're supposed to say, you know, they're going to die. And so they, they come up with all this crazy nonsense and it's always like way too on the nose. You know, like, no, the government isn't telling me what to say. No, they don't do this. And that was really what this was. Like, you know, you're way too on the nose. Way too on the nose. You know, oh, you heard what on somebody's podcast? Are they a doctor? I don't know. Is Dr. Fauci a doctor? When was the last time he saw patients? When was the last time he ever said anything that he didn't change his mind on the next day? I mean, when have any of these people made any sense? None of them do. None of them. Here's the new guideline for CDC on masks that will blow your mind. It has issued guidance on summer camps for the summer that advises kids to wear masks except when eating or swimming. You know, outdoor activities and sports, they need to wear masks, avoid close contact Man. sports. Thanks for throwing the swimming part in. last summer that there were outbreaks in summer camps and the kids um, had to go home. They had to, um, to not attend these summer camps. Oh, no. You mean, you mean kids? had to they had to go home because they somebody got sick why you just send the sick person home they had to go home damn now you notice you know what would be really scary is if they said well some kids got really sick and they ended up in the hospital or died none of that they're like well kid got sick and the kids had to go home it was really really traumatizing we're trying to make it possible for these kids to be able to have as normal of a summer as possible. If people You're are not. playing tennis and they're they're far <laughs> away, we can we can say that their masks can come off. But if they're crowded on a soccer field, they're on top of each other, they're heavily breathing. We don't really think that's a good idea right now. These are kids who likely will not be vaccinated. Wow. Uh, yeah, they won't be vaccinated because we're not vaccinating children because, I mean, they don't get that sick if they get it at all. Uh, they're not exactly vulnerable to uh, coronavirus. And we know this because the numbers have already told us this. It's called science. Uh, I thought that's what the CDC was in the business of. Apparently not. And apparently they're not very good at sports either because um, last I checked, uh, soccer is not a full contact sport. Um, and why would children be on top of each other breathing heavily? Uh, what kind of camp are you sending them to? I would like to know. What kind of camps have you been to? If this happened at a camp when you were a child, please report it to someone. Someone needs to go to jail. All right? Someone needs to go to jail now. What the actual f are they talking about? I. <laughs> but yeah, they should wear a mask. I'm glad they did specify that you should take it off to go swimming because... <laughs> You know, waterboarding is not exactly recommended for children. And I don't know. I don't. Um, of course, there's, uh, it wouldn't do any good for audio. But I, I hope you've seen the video of the girl in Oregon. The girl who was not only winning a race, but she was also uh, uh, setting a uh, record for high school track. And, uh, of course, you know, in all their brilliance, they had uh, masks on uh, track athletes while running. Which, I mean, any common sense person 
any person with a monicum of a brain cell says, wow, that's really stupid. Why, why would you do that? Um, but anyway, they were doing it, and she gets a, barely across the finish line, and she passes the hell out, hits the ground, gets hurt. Why? Well, because she couldn't get enough oxygen because she's competing at a high level. And that requires this little thing called O2, oxygen. It's amazing how much. So, you know, you can imagine uh, how to cheat at that race, right? I mean, I know how to win. All you do is pull the mask down right below your nose. And now you have a competitive advantage because you can breathe. Isn't that cool? Uh, it has gotten out of control, but I, I am glad they did recommend to take it off while swimming because, I mean, waterboarding children uh, seems like a terrible idea. I do believe it is a terrible idea, although I'm really not sure what the hell's going on, why these kids were once playing soccer and now they're in a big pile on top of each other breathing heavy. I think we should investigate that too, find out what the hell's going on and what what camps are doing these things because we should really, really find out. Oh boy. So, uh, more, uh, more things have come out now. We're going to do a cause and effect for you real quick. So, uh, a lady gets pulled over and from the video, best I can tell, this is a, uh, a black lady gets pulled over by the police and she is probably the most racist, horrible person I've ever seen. But I know police deal with this all the time. I do know, I grew up uh, around some police officers. I know they deal with people just being belligerent all the time. So it's maybe it's nothing new, but this part might be new. And luckily this cop, uh, his uh, department doesn't have enough money to afford body cams for everybody. So he just went and bought his own. He said, well, I'm going to cover my ass. And it's a good thing he did because he pulled this lady over. Unfortunately, I guess the story behind it is uh, he drove by her and she being a insane, woke activist, crazy person decided she was going to start filming him with her phone because he drove past her. And so then he pulled her over and said, listen, you can't be doing videos on your cell phone while driving. That's not going to happen. That's a, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a ticket. So this is what happens. This is just appalling. And we're going to talk about, this is the consequence. And then we're going to talk about how this happens. at 38. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are me? correct. I pulled you over because... because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you wow. can't you're a murderer. Be, you can't be on your cell phone while you're driving. I'm more offended by the interrupting. You because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell phone while record you're recording. you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's... It's at my apartment. What? Do, you have, do you have your driver's license? I it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have oh, a picture you. of your driver's license? Yeah. Yes, I do. May I have it? Let's put a rock and on her finger. A happy man might get it for you. I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't text me or none of that. Let me pause this for a quick second. Now, I've been pulled over many times, uh, and I think I've mentioned it on here many times. I was profiled for a very long time. I got pulled over uh, countless times for frivolous reasons, for no reasons, didn't get tickets, got a warning ticket once that uh, read, if you actually read the, the speed limit supposedly they warned me for, I would have been uh, arrested for reckless driving. 
and I just pulled out of a, a like pulled out of a gas station. And I hadn't even fully, you know, got on the road and got pulled over and it said I was doing like forty miles over the speed limit and it was a warning ticket. Like you can't warn somebody for like reckless like severe reckless driving. Anyway, it's just stupid shit and you and that happens. And uh uh yeah, for all those uh people who don't know, I'm white as hell. I'm as about a, as white as white gets. I am blonde hair, blue eyed, white as hell. And yes, I was profiled many times, pulled over for all kinds of garbage, told I had taillights out when I didn't have a taillight out, uh, told I was speeding when I wasn't speeding and got warning tickets and just crazy stuff so they could search my vehicle because apparently they thought I was dealing drugs or had drugs or something. I don't know. It's a long story. But I've never, ever, 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 ever experienced uh, a cop being uh, this nice about saying, um, yeah, I don't have my license with me. Do you have a picture of it? That has never worked for me, by the way. That's not usually how that works. Usually that's a ticket to start with. Okay, you're driving without a driver's license. We'll get your name and find out if you have one. But uh, we're writing you a ticket for not having it with you. Um, That is an offense, apparently, by the way. But uh, then she starts saying, you know, of course, she calls him a murderer. It gets worse. Here we go. That's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. Oh, my God. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal and i'm a teacher so oh. there oh the no. real hero. teacher you're a murderer what's your last you name a i can't see you with that no, you go, stop shaking <laughs> zoom in on that for no, me no because huh? you're scaring me oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son can you give me okay well, and your son you, well, you keep smiling yeah, you're on camera you keep, you're, th- you're trying Just to threaten shoot me her. to kill me <laughs> All you need to is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. There you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box a, right For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? What is that even? What? Sign the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. Whoa. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm really, really glad that she's a teacher. You can imagine what she teaches her kids. I mean, apparently her kid's in the car. Who? Something tells me CPS needs to arrive on scene very quickly. Maybe we should remove the child from this insane person. What the hell? A Mexican racist? What the hell is she talking about? How do you get here? How do you get someone this deluded? Who is a teacher? Apparently she's a uh, university uh, professor somehow. And how do you get here? Well, you get here by uh, this. This little sound clip tells you uh, all the different things about how police and where they came from. All built upon them. Policing itself started out as slave patrols. We know that. And so what we've got to do is stop trying to put a Band-Aid on this problem and attack the institution uh, that is perpetuating this culture. This is not a training issue. This is much the more... The guy on Fox really looks like Superman with alcoholic hepatitis, doesn't he? Most people don't yeah. know that the forefathers of what is our modern-day policing were slave patrols. For much of U.S. history, law enforcement... Oh, great. ...enforcing laws John that were explicitly designed to subjugate black people. 
Some of America's first law enforcement units were the slave patrols tasked with capturing and returning people who'd escaped from slavery. The future of this country, whether we want to admit it or not, is based on racism. Did this someone hook a battery up to the sink before he came out of the show? Slave trade. <laughs> and the country was built Saw on you the backs of black folks who made this country as great as it is, whatever that means. And until we recognize that, and specifically in policing, it was built on slave catching. That's the, the institutional policing was built on slave catching. But the fourth area, which is for 400 years has been a problem in our country, racial relations and the role of police in that with the original slave catchers, then during segregation we enforced that. Uh, that is still the uh, unresolved issue. Limit to the Constitution makes it unconstitutional for someone to be held as a slave. Uh, in other words, it grants freedom. What the hell? To all Americans. Oh, this is the, uh, yeah. There are exceptions, including criminals. Okay, I'll stop there. That's from a Netflix documentary talking about how uh, uh, breaking the law and getting arrested and uh, serving a prison sentence is slavery. Um, and this is the lie that they all they all perpetuate. Well, police started with slave patrols. Police started from slave patrols. That's absolute garbage. It's absolute bullshit. This is not where we got police. We got police. I mean, I think I mentioned it last uh, last episode. The first police departments were in like Boston, New York. You know those great big plantations. What the hell are they talking about? The only one that even started early in the South was in Louisiana. It was in New Orleans, which I don't know if you've checked, but the actual city of New Orleans wasn't actually a slave plantation. Um, and then, you know, you had Boston. I think Boston was the first. I want to say Boston, Philadelphia, New York, um, Ohio. Yeah. Police departments descended from the police departments that were in, you know, England. Weird, huh? They were there to enforce the law. Now, there were slave militias, slave uh, bounty hunters and that sort of thing, but they weren't the police department and they operated explicitly outside of the law. And, uh, yes, it continued uh, after, you know, they those militias then ended up turning into, uh, you know, like KKK and all that. None of this was legal. They all operated outside the law and they were not police, period. So but perpetuating this lie and it is a lie. It's just a bold faced lie. There's not a, a, a single grain of truth. And that's what makes it even crazier, because. They always talk about, well, a law is, I mean, a lie is best told. I don't even know where this quote comes from, but you know, most lies start with a grain of truth. Well, the problem is when you get really, really big lies like this, they start with no basis in truth. That's why they're a big lie. They're complete falsehoods. They're complete and utter garbage. And so when you start there and it says we've been, you know, doing this for 400 years. Well, the United States hasn't existed for 400 years. So there's a first flaw in your argument because you, I don't know if you remember this. It's really hard. I know it's really complicated and all that. I mean, there wasn't any big changes that happened to signal that things changed 400 years ago. This was a English colony. We were part of the, you know, British Empire. We weren't America. We became America about 250 years ago. You know, I had a little skirmish. You might have heard about it. It was called the Revolutionary War. I know it's such an insignificant part of history. You would have missed it. You could have easily skipped over it. 
It's not like anything big happened, you know. I mean, come on. But um, this is where this lie starts. So if you tell people this lie and you teach people this big lie, and there's there's several of them, and maybe I should do a uh, a whole podcast on just the big lies because there's there's a few and there's a few big lies that have huge consequences. And what happens is when you tell people this garbage over and over and you teach it, you teach it to children, you keep teaching it, you teach it in universities, and then you get somebody like this lady who's completely insane. And you know what she's teaching her kids in her classes? Obviously, she's teaching the same garbage. So now you have more people that believe this lie. And so she's out there being an absolute vile, racist, bigot asshole to a guy that seems pretty damn nice. He didn't have to be that nice. He could have been a lot a lot more of an asshole. I mean, you don't even have your driver's license with you. He was nice enough to say, hey, you have a picture of it on your phone? I'll just take the information off your phone. I'll check it, and you're fine. You're good to go. Just don't be trying to, you know, shoot video while driving down the road because we don't want you to, you know, run over people or, you know, crash into people and hurt people. You know. No big deal. And I'm not saying I'm a huge, always a big, you know, back the blue guy. Because there are things that police departments are doing all over this country right now, namely since COVID started, that I absolutely disagree with. And I think that they should be uh, fired for following unconstitutional edicts. They swear an oath to the Constitution first. Their job primarily is to protect the rights of people. That's why they arrest people that are, you know, committing crimes because they're you know, infringing on the rights of others. So I'm not always going to side on the side of the police department. When they do things that are wrong, I will be more than happy to talk about how wrong they were. This case, this guy was super nice and was dealing with an insane person who probably shouldn't be raising a child. Because when you say shit like that, that is just off the charts. That is absolutely insane and these people know it's insane they know it's crazy so they've come up with some really great ways some really really good ways to uh you know deal with not having the police you know you don't need the police around they cause so much trouble they're so racist and everything we should get rid of them and so this is from uh can't remember if this is from utah or minnesota one of those places uh this is some uh people that are discussing on a Zoom call, you know, how to deal with not having the police. You will love this. If this is not the most insane, batshit crazy things you've ever heard, I don't know what is. Here is their answer to no cops. To do instead of calling the police. rather than reducing the risk of violence in a situation. Someone pooped on me. Because police have been trained to see people of color, gender non-conforming folks, and Muslims as criminals, they often treat victims as perpetrators of violence. So if the victim hasn't asked you to call the police, do not. What if they gurgled? Do not call the police. What it's telling people is, don't call the cops. You want your child to live, don't you call the cops. Write down affirming thoughts and beliefs. And this. Don't call the cops. If you love your kid, don't call the cops. What if your kid just murdered some people? I don't know. Maybe you should call the cops. Just saying. Just saying. You know. 
You just saw some people, you know, uh, oh, here's a good one. You just saw some people beat an Asian on the sidewalk almost to death and steal her purse. I don't know. Maybe we should call the police. Just curious. Just curious how that works. These people are stupid. Now you're going to hear these wonderful, wonderful explanations of what you should do instead of calling the police because you just don't want to get them involved. You can feel kind of like woo-woo and silly to mm-hmm. write these things down. <laughs> but when you do this before a crisis happens, it really helps redirect your mind when you are starting to feel that crisis. So really think about why you want to be safe, what parts of your life make you feel the most proud or excited or happy. And we need to take action in and by ourselves, you know, in doing things to change that internalization, those mindsets. But yeah, you know what makes me feel unsafe? <clears throat> maybe when someone's trying to take my car at knife point. You know, maybe I'll inflect and maybe he'll stop. You know what I mean? Maybe he'll just chill out and be like, let me get out my notepad. I really need to write down what makes me feel safe and why I need to feel safe. I mean, could you take a few minutes? You don't need my car right now, right? I mean, you're not in a big hurry to get anywhere. Let me write down why I feel safe and and really console myself, or while I'm getting robbed at uh, you know at the gas station. I really need to wonder why I need to feel safe. Here we go. Also, um, by working with others and creating that kind of community that has less police and needs less police. Do you need to do anything yeah. about the person shoplifting from Target? No, it's not harming anybody. It's not your business. What if- Maybe it is harming the people that, I don't know, own the Target. Weird. You know who else it's harming? When you let people just keep stealing, well, somebody's got to pay for that. And guess who pays for it? Everyone. We pay for it in higher insurance rates. We pay for it in higher prices because, you know, the store's not just going to eat it. The businesses aren't just going to eat it. And what if it's not a Target? Maybe it's just the local mom and pop store that now puts them out of business. They can't afford to be insured anymore because, well, they're getting robbed so much. Now they don't have a business and now they're starving and in the street. Yeah, of course, it's a victimless crime. I want to see when they're talking this crazy shit, somebody kick in the door and house invade them and wonder if they will do some of these things. I'm just curious. I don't really wish that on anybody, but these people are just absolute retards. If you own a target. You start listing things that you can observe with your senses, right? These are things that you can see or hear or smell or taste or touch. I think it can be really helpful to massage yourself when you're in a crisis situation. It releases that oxytocin that really helps you kind of feel good in your head. And it also kind of makes you be mindful of muscle tension. So massaging (laughs) your neck or your shoulders. Also kind of giving yourself some compression on your chest, kind of simulating a hug. And do a little butterfly hug and butterfly pop. Yeah, that helps so much. I found that helps so much. Um, when there's a uh, armed uh, person kicking in your front door, if you'll just massage your arms and release that muscle tension, it will be fine. You know? And, I mean, is it really going to hurt anybody if they steal everything you own? No. It doesn't hurt anybody. It certainly doesn't hurt this asshole that wants you to massage yourself and give yourself hugs. Because I have found that in most cases, instead of calling the police, giving yourself a hug, boy, I tell you, it stops crime in its tracks. You know, there may be some uh, truth to that statement. I think if someone shows up and is going to commit a crime and you start massaging and hugging yourself, uh, they may go away because they think you're absolutely insane. 
They think you are a dumbass, and they may possibly run away because they don't want whatever the hell you have, and they don't want to be around an absolute crazy person. I, It's hard to describe what the hell these people are on. These are people, obviously, that have never experienced anything adverse in their life whatsoever other than maybe hearing some words that bothered them they have never ever ever been in a dangerous situation obviously and the sad part is they really need to be put there once they really need to experience it firsthand they really need to know what it feels like to drive home at night into a neighborhood where you don't feel safe where you know at any time you could be mugged robbed carjacked where you don't feel safe in your own home. There's many places like this in the inner city around the country. These people should go there and live for a while. They need to know what it feels like to feel unsafe and to at least have the reassurance that maybe, just maybe, if something bad happens, somebody will show up and help them. That's what needs to happen. I'm sorry. It's time to take the gloves off with these people. They're absolutely stupid. They shouldn't be, you know, speaking to anyone who has to deal with this for I mean that's first number one you should shut the hell up because you have no idea what you're talking about and number two you need to experience these things firsthand you need to go somewhere truly dangerous and they they won't they won't they get to go out these are the people who get to go out and burn you know city blocks down break everything burn cop cars smash windows yell, scream, assault people, and they go and they get arrested, and the next day they walk away with no no consequences whatsoever. That needs to stop. Consequences have to happen, and these people need to be put in situations where they true feel truly scared. And then they'll shut the hell up about this garbage, this lunacy. But this is how you get to where this lady is sitting in her car being an absolute piece of shit. That's how you get there. First, you tell everybody these big, huge lies about how the police suddenly, you know, descended from slave patrols, which were, you know, absolute. It's absolutely wrong. It's just a lie. And then you move on to telling them that, you know, well, you don't even really need the police. Just massage your arms while being robbed and you'll be fine. And who really cares if people rip off the local stores to where you don't have any anymore? That's not hurting you. Oh, these people, these people, wow. And it makes it worse. It makes it worse when the media just goes along with this. They go along with this absolute stupidity. Here you go. This is MSNBC talking about if you want equality, well, you're just a racist. And really, you know, his group, America First Legal, a, a more accurate name for it would be White Men First Legal, uh, because it really is about attacking any efforts to make society more equitable for marginalized communities. And, and so far, all it is is, is doing and, and trying to do is to create hysteria um, around efforts to, to make society uh, a more livable place for uh, brown and black communities, for, for women, for, you know, for, for not for anyone who's not a white man women huh i didn't think the left liked women anymore they only like um you know transgender women they don't really like biological women weird how that works um and what she's talking about is the fact that uh the chauvin trial uh now being over may 
they may run into a big problem. They may run into a big problem because the juror, one of the jurors there, um, you know, yeah, I'm sure you've seen the uh, the picture floating around with him with the uh, T-shirt on because he went to a rally. And when they ask him when he was going for jury duty, they ask him if he had been to any uh, organizations or rallies or any of those kind of things that would cause him to, uh, you know, have a pre determined outcome to the trial and he said no absolutely not and then the you know picture shows up of him wearing the uh get your knee off our neck shirt at a rally which is a problem but that's not the worst thing he did uh this is what he said when he went on a podcast and i won't even mention the name up because i don't even remember what it was it's not significant enough to remember what podcast it was but he was on and this is what he says about juries this is very interesting Mitchell, he was juror number 52 in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. Brandon, before we wrap, many people don't like jury duty and probably wouldn't yeah, respond only him to the you get in the mail. <laughs> so what message Holly would you Shore. give to those about saying yes to jury duty? I mean, it's, it's important. If we want to see some change, we want to see some things going differently, we got to get out there and get into these avenues and get in these rooms yeah. um, to, to try to spark some change. Yeah, That's one of the jury duty is one of the things. Jury duty, voting, all of those things are things we got to do. Yeah, not sure that's what jury duty is about. Um, that might be a problem. That may be a huge problem. Um, that's not what being on a jury is about. You don't get on a jury to be an activist. You get on a jury because you're supposed to listen to the evidence and decide uh, what the truth is, what the facts are. I mean, at least that's what our justice system is supposed to be. Uh, we don't want activist jurors on any jury for any reason because even if the person is guilty, you have now tainted it. You have now taken a big dump on it. You have set it on fire and ruined it. And now, and now, if the system works the way it's supposed to, they will have to throw it out. Why? Because you were not an impartial juror. You actively joined the case so you could find the man guilty. That is not our justice system. That's not how the system works. It does not matter if the man is guilty or not at this point. Does not matter. That went out the window the moment you decided to be an activist and not an impartial juror. That went out the window. You set it on fire. You wiped your ass with our constitution. You spit on our justice system and you destroyed it. Thanks. Appreciate it. See, this things used to happen in the Jim Crow South. And that's why we changed it. Because we didn't want this garbage to keep happening. Now we're back to the same, same, same old shit. So, what's going to happen? Well, what should happen is the, the verdict gets thrown out and we'll have to do it all over again. And it's sad it's sad that it has to come to this and I have my own opinions on the case and you know that you know that is what it is but none of that really matters if you have jurors who are you know engaging in juror misconduct so this is just a travesty it really really is and uh, I did have a clip I won't worry I'm running a little long today but the, another clip from another juror who said that you know yeah she was affected by the riots going on because she lived in Brooklyn Center and yeah she heard about the settlement before the trial but yeah it really didn't change anything she was fine which is obviously not true and uh, because she's terrified and that's not the way our system is supposed to work.
at all. And I know nothing's going to work ideally and perfectly, but uh, we have to have it work somewhat coherently or we don't have a country. And I know that sounds like hyperbole, but it's the honest truth. These are things that make America different from anywhere else on the face of the earth. And the reason that we've been so successful and the reason businesses thrive here and the reason people thrive here is because we have certain things, not just freedom and equality, but we have a rule of law. We have law and order. We have a way to keep things in a basic balance. And if you upset all that, you destroy the greatest nation ever to be on the face of the earth. And that cannot happen. So this right here, yeah, it's going to cause a lot of problems because it's, you know, do I think the judge is going to throw it out? If not, an appellate court will. This will get overturned at some point and people are going to be mad about it. And they may, you know, take the coward's way out and defer it for years until things calm down and then throw it out, which is an in and of itself another uh hit to the justice system anytime that it gets it this wrong and things are allowed to be corrupt it corrupts the entire system and it makes everybody less safe and absolutely throws everything into turmoil period so anyway i gotta wrap it up for today i hope everybody has a great weekend uh, I'm going to try my best to have a great weekend. I will be back on Tuesday with more, of course. And uh, I hope uh, people need to be positive. I think, I personally think things will get better. I just unfortunately feel that things are going to get worse first before they get better. So that's not exactly uh, uh, uplifting. But I do believe in the end things will work out because I never will underestimate the American people. Just I, I think that we are... A great people. I think we have people that have very good hearts and good intentions and things will somehow work out, but it's hard to see that right now, but I think it will. And uh, please remember to like, rate, review the podcast. If you like it, give it lots of stars. That will help so much. It, it really, really makes a big difference. Uh, tell your friends, tell people, um, you know, help out any way you can. It makes a huge difference to really build the show up and then maybe it can become more of a profitable endeavor and and can grow and do bigger things and maybe start you know get big enough that we can start having guests and that sort of thing that's the goal is to build it bigger and uh that depends on all the people that listen and the more people listen the more people like it the bigger it can grow and maybe we can branch into doing other things like i said having guests and that sort of thing and really really make a difference uh that's all i'm trying to do is make a difference uh, change people, really change people's minds as much as let people know about the truth. That's the whole thing. So ratings, reviews, uh, the stars make a huge difference. Uh, and if you want to send me a message, if you like it or you hate it, whatever, however that goes, uh, you can message me directly, uh, on Facebook at, at Eric's America pod pod. That'll come directly to me. Uh, there is the website, erics-america.com. Uh, that way you can listen to it without having to participate in social media. Uh, I know that's, you know, a thing for people. I don't blame you if you don't want to. Uh, there's the website. You can listen to the episodes directly there too. And uh, if you just want to send an old-fashioned email, it's ericsamericapod at gmail.com. You can send me a message there. So uh, anyway, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope the weather is getting better for you wherever you are. And uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. Just remember, it's no agenda, just America.